You're listening to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Caitlin, welcome to Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. What is your question today? My question, Dr. Gray, is surrounding, um, I don't want to be a record breaker here and talk about GPA and all hope being lost. However, I have uh, credits from 2008 and 2010 that are dramatically dragging down my GPA, and I am currently finishing my bachelor's degree. Uh, I never did finish it back in the day. So even if I do go forward and continue to get nothing but A's, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to even maintain, let's say, a 3.2 GPA. And while I know that individuals get into med school all the time with a 3.2, is it most advantageous for me to potentially explore a dual bachelor's degree, maybe an SMP, a post-bac, or what would you recommend in that situation? What Other than just applying. Yeah, other, other than just applying. So what are your classes from, how, how long ago are they? They're from 2008 to 2010. So almost 10 years ago. ago. Yeah. And what were you studying back then? Um, being young and dumb, but I was also in a, in a personal situation that basically made me not do well in any of those classes. So my major, I think, at the time was either nursing or general studies. Okay. Looking back at your transcripts, how many of those mm-hmm. classes would be considered science classes for AMCAS and ACOMAS, those BCPM classes? Maybe 10 to 14 credits. Out of how many? many? A total of 50. So not a lot. Not a ton, no. Not a ton. So the question is, if your overall GPA is lower, like a 3-2-ish, but your science GPA, now that you're back in the heat of it and you're taking science courses, your science GPA should, I'm assuming, be much better than that when all is said and done. If that's the case, right, if that's the case, then you have this 3.2 cumulative GPA, but maybe 3.536 somewhere. Have, Have you done those numbers? I have. Um, it would end up being about a 3.55. You're right. Okay. Um, I'm a good guesser. Uh, so around a 3.5-ish, <laughs> right? 3.55 science GPA. And then it's like, well, that's actually pretty good. And if you actually mm-hmm. plotted it out, there's <clears throat> there's a good Google Doc out there that shows uh, it, you, you enter in all of your grades, all of your classes, all your grades, and it actually has trend lines built into the Google spreadsheet. and mm-hmm. If you were to look at those trends, and let's let's break it down, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, obviously the beginning trends aren't good, but then junior, senior classes are actually pretty solid, hopefully, mm-hmm. right? right? So that would tend to lend me to say, you know what? Just apply, right? You, you have this... <clears throat> This great upward trend. You have some bad grades from prior att- from a prior attempt at undergrad. That's going to mm-hmm. obviously show in your transcripts the the difference in years. And so when an admissions committee looks at that, they'll go, "Oh, obviously this person wasn't ready for college back then. Now she is. Now she's proven herself. She's got a strong upward trend. 
or science classes now are great. There's no issues here academically, right? Your, your overall GPA is still well below the average. Your science GPA is going to be about average. I would say apply. Obviously, there's many other things that go into the application process, right? There's your MCAT right. score. Um, how, do you, how do you feel uh, with the MCAT? How do you feel about the MCAT? I mean, I feel like it's a giant, terrifying task that's a necessity <laughs> to take. That is true. But, that that uh, is exactly what it yet. is. Right. <laughs> um, so you haven't taken it. You haven't taken it yet. You haven't taken a diagnostic at all. No, I haven't even taken organic chemistry or biochemistry yet. Okay. So I was kind of waiting to seal out those courses yeah. to prepare myself. Yeah. So you still have time for those, and that's that's okay. Yeah. So, based on what you've told me so far. I would say your grades, while, while they are an issue, aren't an issue. Okay. I, I wouldn't sink the money into a second bachelor's. I wouldn't sink the money into an SMP or any sort of post-bac. I would take your classes, obviously do as well as you can in them right now. Forget about what happened in the past. Obviously, that's going to be on your transcripts. That's going to be a part of your application. But mm -hmm. moving forward, I think you, you do as well as you can with the MCAT. You do as well as you can with extracurriculars. And you put together a solid application, personal statement, extracurriculars, secondary essays, etc. That makes sense. What does that sound like? Terrifying. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, so some students will come to that and will be like, well, in their mind, they're not prepared to actually go, okay, right. I'm going to apply next year. And they'll be like, oh, no, I'm, I'm just going to do a postback because they're scared of, of success and they're scared of failure. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think your, your grades are fine. Yes, your first couple years are not great. But your last couple of years, you have that strong upward trend, which is why when we talk GPA, it's not just what's your GPA. It's what does the trend look like? What do, what is, right. Where do your semester and year breakdowns, what do those look like? A 3.5 GPA for one person isn't the same as a 3.5 GPA for another based on trends right. and everything else. So based on the, the conversation with you, I think your trends are great, your science um, GPA is going to be competitive enough and everything else needs to fall into place, obviously. If I was to, let's say, apply and for any reason was not able to get in on the first attempt and did a gap year and yep. then reapplied, of course, because yep. I'll be that lady who's 75 years old applying to medical <laughs> school, so I'll be in for the next 60 years anyway. Yep. <laughs> Would I be more geared towards potentially looking into an SMP at that point, you think, or just continue to strengthen the application in the regard of extracurriculars, excuse me, and things like volunteerism? The, the question about what to do next after a failed application cycle is a futile mm -hmm. thought experiment because you don't know why you didn't get in. So right. you have to go through the cycle. You have to get the feedback from the admissions committees. Was it your GPA? Was it your MCAT score? Was it your interviewing skills? What was it about your application that prevented you from gaining that acceptance? So if, let's, let's assume, right, you, you want to go down the path that your grades are going to hold you back. So let's assume it's your grades holding you back. 
An SMP mm -hmm. is is just a type of postback. So there's <clears throat> there's the um, a do-it-yourself postback where you take classes mm -hmm. at a community college, at a four-year university, just on your own, and you, you take the classes. Then there's a, a formal postback, which is a year or two years long, which you're taking undergraduate level classes. That's how they're going to go into your transcript as undergrad classes. And then there's an SMP, a special master's program, where those classes are um, added to a master's or graduate level GPA for your application. So an SMP isn't going to affect your undergraduate GPA. Undergrad. It's not going to affect any okay. sort of trends with your undergraduate grades. And so an SMP for most people isn't super necessary. Most people can get by with a do-it-yourself postback or maybe even a formal postback if they need that extra structure to get that strong positive trend going in their grades. An SMP is great if you've really struggled. Um, you've struggled in your classes. You've struggled maybe even doing some postback work. An SMP is a good kind of last-ditch effort to say, hey, let me take classes typically with med students, right? Let me take classes with the med students and let me show you that I can handle this coursework. That's where an SMP comes into play in most situations. That makes sense. Okay, I didn't previously realize that an SMP is going to be reflective of graduate versus a postback would be reflective of undergraduate. So that makes a lot more sense. Thank you. Yeah, and that may, so, so one of my favorite ways of, of saying things like this is, all SMPs are postback programs, but not all postback programs are SMPs. So there's there's a, a, a big distinction between saying postback versus an SMP because an SMP is a type of postback. It's just different. Fuzzier. Yeah. I gotcha. <laughs> because it's graduate level okay. classes. And so most people consider postback to only be undergraduate, but for the purposes of improving your medical school application. I would throw SMP into the realm of post-bac as well, obviously just graduate level coursework. That makes sense. Awesome. As always, Dr. Gray, you've been phenomenally helpful. I appreciate it. Yeah, all right. Have a great day. Thanks for calling. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining me here on Ask Dr. Gray Pre-Med Q&A. Did you know that we record these live on Facebook at 3 p.m. Eastern on most weekdays? Search for Medical School HQ on Facebook and like the page to be notified. Don't forget to check me out on YouTube as well on Medical School HQ. 